0: Prevence Bridge, a much-loved landmark, was completed in 1778. It replaced an earlier bridge, washed away by the great flood of 1771 that caused much damage along the coast and inland waterways of north-east England. The bridge, famously, has a quote from Sir Walter Scott's epic poem, Harold the Dauntless, written in 1817, inscribed on a plaque on the north-west balustrade of the bridge. Do take a look. Sir Walter Scott was a regular visitor to Durham, visiting his good friend, the historian Robert Surtees. It's possible it was Surtees who introduced Scott to the story of St. Cuthbert. The poet immortalises the travails of the saint's body as it weans its way to Durham on its convoluted journey from Lindisfarne in Canto fourteen of Mariam, written in 1808. This extract concludes, perfectly describing what is seen from Bridge and after many wanderings past he chose his lordly seat at last where his cathedral huge and vast looks down upon the weir. Like his contemporary Wordsworth, Scott also dined at Durham Castle. The occasion was a celebratory dinner on the 3rd of October 1827 with the Duke of Wellington as a guest of Bishop Van Mildert. So Walter Scott's diary entry for that date says The bright moon streaming in through the old Gothic windows contrasted strangely with the artificial lights within. Spears, banners and armour were intermixed with the pictures of old bishops and the whole had a singular mixture of baronial pomp with the grave and more chastened dignity of prelacy. Scott's diary goes on to describe something of an after-party at the nearby assembly rooms. He records the next day... That he slept till nigh ten, fatigued by the toils of yesterday and the unwanted late hours. It is also Surtees who is likely to have introduced Sir Walter Scott to Sir John Morritt, owner of Rookby Hall near Barnard Castle in County Durham on the River Tees. Scott became a regular visitor, Teesdale providing the setting for his romantic poem Rookby, set in the aftermath of the 17th century Civil War. The college, immediately to the south of the cathedral, is the close where the cathedral clergy live. The abolitionist Granville Sharp was born and grew up there, his father being the archdeacon of Northumberland and a prebend of Durham Cathedral. Sharp was one of eight children, though there were more, with some not surviving childhood. Granville and his siblings are celebrated in a biography written by Hester Grant called The Good Sharps, the brothers and sisters who remade their world stories include that of his older brother john who became a clergyman and set up a mini welfare state in the village of banborough in northumberland and another who became a surgeon to george iii the book documents granville's achievements as an abolitionist with an account of his role in the formation of what was to become free town in sierra leone enabling freed slaves to go back to west africa david olashoga the historian and television presenter who grew up in northeast england described the book in a review for the Sunday Times as a luminous and detailed account of the lives of this unique family and the turbulent times they navigated. A contemporary writer who sometimes uses Durham and North East England as a backdrop is Booker prize-winning novelist Pat Barker. Originally from Thornaby Teesside, south of Durham, she has lived in Durham City since the early 1980s. Barker is best known for her trilogy of novels about the First World War, which begin with regeneration, partly inspired by her grandfather's experiences fighting in the trenches in France. The Eye in the Door, the second novel, won the Guardian Fiction Prize, and the third, The Ghost Road, won the Booker Prize for Fiction in 1995. Barker's most recent novel, The Silence of the Girls, was published in 2018 with much critical acclaim, making it into The Guardian's top 100 novels of the 21st century. The novel is set against the trojan war and homer's epic poem the iliad the narrative is somewhat altered telling the story from the perspective of the enslaved trojan women in 2019 barker once again looked to the classics for inspiration this time for a short story medusa was published in the new yorker magazine with an audio link to barker reading the story available on the magazine's website it is a contemporary telling of the story of medusa told in the first person of the rape of a painter who was also an art teacher, living in Durham City. At the beginning, the central character leaves Durham Cathedral, where she'd been hanging her first ever solo exhibition, passes through the marketplace and is followed, with the perpetrator getting into her home. The emphasis of the story is on the character's recovery, creatively and psychologically, as she hardens as a means of self-preservation, like Medusa turning herself and others into stone. A scene near the beginning could be many a city and town on a Friday evening. In the marketplace, the Friday night bonanza was well underway. Girls in tight dresses and vertiginous heels teetering along in noisy groups, watched by boys who pretended indifference and turned back to their mates, laughing.